Sledge Lords. We got another episode of Sledge Lords. <laughs> Don't touch that dial. Don't touch that. Remember when they used to say that on the radio? Well, we were just sound testing for so long beforehand that when we actually started, it just felt hilarious. Like, oh, now we have to make sense. We can't just make noises. There were a couple false starts, too. We mm. debated starting the show by imitating Chinese people. Right. Almost. It's a cutting room floor type idea, but we were close. My fly is down. That's a good way to start just, this, too. Just to just air that out. Mine's a button fly, but as a sign of solidarity, I'm taking one out. Ooh, I would love that. Mm. Do you remember, I remember a lot of, like, in eighth grade, there would be a lot of, like, showing your d- to, like, other kids or, like, you know, just, like, kind of whipping it out. It was, like, considered, like, a very consistent source of humor. Uh, well, exactly nothing has changed in my life. <laughs> Something I actually wanted to bring up. We hadn't talked about this beforehand. When I was drunk in Portland, Oregon this weekend, uh-huh. after we were done filming, I just went up to a random guy on the street, got his permission first, and then showed him my d- and how'd that go? He was like, oh, man, that's kind of small. And then I just ran away. Because you were terrified of that being the result? Yeah, I, I was braced for it. Oh, I never I thought about this. Like, Maybe you're one of those dudes, because I've, I've heard this from the OF chicks, that there's like a lot of dudes who are into asking for D ratings on uh, OF. Mm, you're love- doing a good job, by the way. The <laughs> D ratings on like OF. That, yeah, They, they want to like tap in. And I've asked a bunch of follow-up questions, like, because some of them claim that the that they want the girls to say mean things, yeah. even if they have a good sized D. Yeah. And on the other hand, some guys have tiny Ds yeah. and they want to be kind of like told that like, oh yeah, that's pretty good. Do you have ketchup on your face right there? Did you, it's, you it's, a pimple. it's a pimple I oh. popped. Quit drawing attention to it. Okay? okay. Let's get back to the subject at hand, it's which like is a, guys. A murder scene. On OF. Is, it, is there the... ketchup? What? <laughs> is there guys on OF trying to get their Ds rated by a chick with a nice set of Ts? I'm just assuming their... that you might have this perversion. Yeah, I. How dare you? Okay. No. Just not everybody who has a small has some sort of kink. Just like not everybody who's gay is... Mm. You're perpetuating harmful stereotypes. Okay, well, I don't mean to lump you in with them. That's what you're doing Look, right he's going to throw your paper towel so this you can is, address you can't, the ketchup. Okay, if you could wipe off a pimple, then you would make millions of dollars. Billions of dollars, okay? 16-year-old girls everywhere would make you the next Jeff Bezos. I just don't feel like I've ever had a pimple that left that sort of like bloody you know residue afterwards it's just it's it's really left like quite a crater there you want to know the secret no you want to know why it's there to pimple popping no it's there and it's so pronounced because i'm an athlete and i was at brazilian jujitsu and it irritated it what is that that weird shake there can we vote on that in the chat yeah, I'm an ass. Yeah, what is, what is that? Like a pathological uh, thing at this point. You've really been pushing that hard. Uh, uh, you know, I like to play with modulation. <laughs> okay, all we have is audio on these shows, so whatever I can do to make the sounds come out a little different. Adam 22. I'm going to okay. take that opportunity. Sure. Yeah. Try it sometime, dude. Uh, give me give me a Danny Mullen with the head shake. It's fun. <laughs> do it right now. No, because everything that keeps popping in my head is like deeply offensive, and I don't want to say it. Say it, dude. We'll have Sid bleep it out if it's that bad. How much of the King Croc lore is public? I think most of it. Really? Okay. King Croc, guy in my squad who went missing after doing a video. Right. What do you want to know? Is the, the, the thing about him living in a shelter, is that public? Okay, so King Croc is right now in a shelter. Uh-huh. I think maybe... His mom doesn't want to take him in because King Croc has messed up a couple too many times. Okay. He burned the bridges at the last place he lived, which was maybe the best living situation you can have in Los Angeles. He was paying $1,000 straight up under the table, no background check, no contract to a friend of his, Brooks. Now he's in a shelter, but he's got a job and he's working out and he's getting back in shape. I really would like to bring him back into our fold the problem is there are some disputes he had. I don't want to get into this too much with a certain girl. But is she pushing the issue about his behavior being inappropriate? Or is it more like you're just expecting that it could become a thing? Like how vocal has she been about? Not that vocal in a long time. It wasn't that big of a deal. But what you have to ask yourself is in this day and age, which is more valuable, a guy who has a squeaky clean record with women or a guy who's an African-American. 
Sometimes you got to choose. And I think right now, the current climate, you go black. Right. Once you go black. Um, like, what? why else did we post those black squares for? Just to, to to push King Croc out of our lives because he wanted to place a woman's hand upon his penis? Like, I don't know. That's not right. Yeah, it's kind of right. It's like, uh, me too. Believe all women. Uh, I got groped by a man. Was he black? <laughs> yeah. Black lives matter. Black lives matter. Did you see... Um. Do you know that there's this like North Korean woman who was just on Andrew Schultz's podcast, Yomi Park or something? I saw shit? her on Rogan back in the day. How long ago? About a year ago. She has huge tits. That's exactly what Leo Tavio said. She has a really striking face as well. Her story is insane. I was playing I was finishing some poker tournaments out here the other day and they happened to be on the TV. And then I realized, like, oh, because when I, when I last saw Andrew Schultz, he was talking about some North Korean woman with huge boobs. And I didn't know what he was talking about, and I was just, like, extremely confused. He might have been talking about Kim Jong-un. I caught most of it the other day. But it's pretty funny because she's kind of, like, conservative. She's very conservative. So it it feels like nobody really, like, wants to talk about her her lived experience because she's come to some, like, one of her conclusions she's drawn from having been, like, basically sex trafficked into China by her own mother in order to escape their life in North Korea is... That Americans should never give up their guns. That's yes. like one of the things she was saying. And I was just like, oh, fuck yeah. Yes. Like they must hate her. Oh, they absolutely hate her. <laughs> she told a story on Joe Rogan, I think, about getting robbed at a bus stop by a black man. Right. And she made very clear to say it was a black man. And that's what I was just like, oh, this is this is the end for her as far as mainstream acceptability. Mm. She's now lumped in the group of uh, with Candace Owens as minority white supremacists. Right. Yeah, white passing. You see that uh, Vice documentary where a, uh, an Asian guy gets told that he's like, or it's a Vice like debate, I think, where a, a, an Asian guy gets told that he's white passing. White passing. And he's like Chinese, like Break full-blooded down. Chinese. Before we move on, I just want to say that Landor Tavio did DM Yaomi or whatever her name, the, the North right. Korean girl, and she did respond. So there has been a connection between a business partner of mine, Landro Tavio. She said on Korea. Schultz's podcast that she is in a relationship. <sighs> you didn't make your move fast enough, Leandro. Right. He tried, I mean, though. I don't know, but I think they recorded that a little few weeks ago, so maybe there's time. And maybe she would like forget about her relationship for Leah. Maybe. And this boyfriend, whoever he is, should probably look into this. He should probably confiscate that cell phone and go through the direct messages. It she- would be hard. Well, well, okay. That is a good question, though. How would you feel? Like, how, how would it make you feel to know that your girlfriend had a history like that? Like, how do you sex even, trafficked? Yeah. Like, how do you even deal with that? Mm. And she said that the people who sex tra- trafficked her were retarded, which mentally ill. I mean, that just really paints a picture of like what what the fuck this might have been like. The question we need to ask ourselves right now is if the sex is unconsensual, if it's a rape or a sex trafficking incident, does that count as two or does that count as zero? Is it more partners or is it is it worse or is it better? I'm going to give her a pass. I'm going to count it as zero. It's zero? Yeah, because I empathize with what she's been through so much that I'm just going to want to just like, okay, we're going to strike those from the record. But the question is, is would these fucking red pill guys give her the same benefit of the doubt? Because I highly doubt that Andrew Tate's going to be subtracting it from her body count. (laughs) There's no way. I wish I could do an Andrew Tate accent right now. It's kind of tough. Like, she got sex trafficked by three men. That's me, fucking one of which slutty. Me. That's slutty. And one of which is me and my brother. She's a whore. Multiply it by 10. One of the men she was sex trafficked by was probably black. The other day I was watching uh, something about the Count from Sesame Street. Are you familiar? I used to be terrified of him. He's from the Carpa- Carpathian Mountains, which is the exact same area that Andrew Tate is from. It's a conspiracy. That kind of tripped me out because there's no place in Romania that I can name. But all of a sudden, like within like 48 hours of itself, I'm watching that Vice documentary about Andrew Tate. And then I'm watching the count be from the same fucking place. How many sports cars does he have? We don't know. How many how many webcam models is he managing? We don't Again, know. We don't know. How into sports cars is he? I think probably into them. But I read an article that said that in reality, like, you know how it's kind of always presented that that place where Andrew Tate lives is like this baller pad. I read this article from some journalist who went there and said that A, it's not in like the nice part of 
wherever the fuck he's at in yeah. Romania. And that the house actually in and of itself, when you go there, seems like kind of a shithole. So, I mean, uh, presumably it's even worse of a shithole now since they've been locked up for like a month and a half. Uh Not that I wish anything against them because I'm still trying to remain open-minded about whatever's going on because it seems like there might be so much fuckery in that case. Mm -hmm. There's a lot to take in. I honestly haven't been paying too much attention to it. No, it's probably better for your soul to sort of reserve judgment on Andy Tate, right? (laughs) And I'm already a pimp, so I don't need his Hustlers University or whatever he sells. The count, though, like whose idea was it? You have a child now. You might be able to relate to this. Whose idea was it to put a blood sucking vampire on a children's program? And that's the thing is that when he started out, if you watch the old count stuff, it's very dark. He's clearly a vampire. He, you know, has gothic persuasions. He speaks in an English accent, which adds a degree of creepiness. Romanian. I don't know. That's that. Well, that's where they say he's from. But the what? Where's the accent? Is the accent? accurate to where he's supposed to be from is the sesame street lore that comprehensive yeah no it's some guy in glendale in a recording booth doing his voice and that guy was born in like tarzana and he's like one but at some point they removed all scariness from the count's character and it Uh became 100 percent goofy fun loving loves to count I hope he always loved to count. I mean, that was like the premise. Yeah, but there was like a scary vampire vibe. And now if you were to observe the Count's behavior, it might as well be Cookie Monster minus the cookies plus the counting. Got it. (laughs) (laughs) I think he stays away from Bert and Ernie because they're gay and he doesn't want to get AIDS. But we don't know that they're gay. That's confirmed, dude. It's just an assumption. I think it's more than an assumption at this point. I once went to an artist's studio. This guy, Trouble Andrew, and... He had all these paintings that he was working on, and some of them were clearly like four brands, right? And some of it was like Sesame Street stuff. And one of them was kind of like a blatant Ernie and Bert are gay style reference. Like okay. it sort of had like some rainbows, and Ernie yeah. and Bert are holding hands. And I'm looking and, at uh, it. Bert's cock is rock hard. And- something like that. And I was like, oh, so you get these commissions from these brands to do projects for them, and then you can just try to sneak in your little subtle messaging right and yeah he's like, well not in a wink uh-huh. and uh but i don't know if they ever actually used it if they did i would love to purchase one when you do stuff like that are you always looking over your shoulder that the sesame street corporation is going to sue you because oh, you made a commission by sesame street yeah okay i thought but it was i don't know if some they clothing accepted brand. the sort of gay version of this that he seemed to be going with mm. it was a sneak it wasn't like in your face it should have been. But see, that's the problem is that, like, if that were to be released, it would become part of the official Sesame Street lore, and it would be used as proof that Bert and Ernie are gay, which I very much so disagree with. And then Ben Shapiro would have to sound off on that for sure. For sure. Be like, Listen, this is it. This is what we're trying to do. They're trying to get him at age four, okay? <laughs> Christian values are out the window. Now we have two puppets, two puppets in a homosexual relationship that share a bedroom, okay? This is the, this is the agenda. This has always been the agenda. Did you see that our boy Ryan Long just got on Rogan? Did he? Yes. Fuck yeah. Crazy, right? I'm, I'm, I'm hyped for him. him. But that not that so Rogan to find out about his uh, his skits and his like man on the street style stuff like approximately like nine to 12 months after <laughs> it blew up? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, his schedule's probably booked out that far. Damn, dude. I uh, Ryan Long's the man. And I'm super happy for him. I'm also jealous. Yeah, you, I'm you, also jealous. Oh, but you kind of have like a gay thing for him, right? Because I saw you in like a, you took your whole van down to San Diego to go to his comedy show. I'm like, wow, what a friend. You thought that was suspicious that I drove two hours to go to a man's <laughs> comedy show I in did, a van? I guess that's where you're at in your life is that, you know, that's just a regular night. For me, that sounds like a lot. Okay. Just because I shaved my asshole mm. and brushed my teeth and mm. got in a van and drove down to Ryan Long's comedy show. And spent an hour with him in the green room before showtime. Ooh, flexing. Doesn't mean anything, okay? Mm. You know, what he and I <laughs> and my lubed up fist did in a room backstage is between him and I. Right. In my fist. You and your fist. I wonder, do you think that like Ryan Long's podcast views, we should really audit this. We should pay close attention to his social blade to see how, what it does to his podcast. <laughs> I'm curious. Me too. Uh, Joe Rogan on Spotify. You know, I, I have Spotify, but I forgot my password, and I've been so complacent about that that a year and two months have gone by, and I haven't signed into Spotify once. Right. I've just been paying them hundreds of dollars over that period without using their product. I haven't been listening to Rogan. 
I'm not sure how high his views still are. I assume it's giant. And I assume it's going to be a big help to it's, Ryan. I think of course, it's the too. biggest podcast in the world. But that's still, even though it's behind a paywall. That's what I've heard. Now, I don't know if I believe it or if it's true still, because I, at one point I saw like a breakdown of basically like they like because it's hard to judge like how big podcasts are once they're on Spotify because you can't see any of the data. Yeah. But they basically went and they went through all people like 100 people plus who who had been on Rogan when it was on all platforms. And then they took the people who had been on it since it's been on Spotify and they counted how many Twitter followers that person got during the week that they were on Rogan, right? Mm -hmm. Which seems like a fair measure of like how much influence it has because certainly I've seen people on Rogan and gone and followed them on Twitter if they seemed interesting. Yeah. And, you know, being that we don't have access to any other information, I mean, it, it's it's not perfect because it's like the more interesting you are, the better mm -hmm. a job you do on the podcast. But I mean, the interesting part of it too, to me in terms of somebody like Ryan, why I would want to know is because it's not like, like, you know, Rogan is huge when he interviews somebody gigantic. Mm -hmm. You, you kind of wonder like how big the impact is when he interviews somebody that isn't going to necessarily have a lot of name recognition. Mm -hmm. Like how picky and choosy are the people who watch Joe Rogan in terms of which episodes they watch. And how many people are comedy fans? Yeah. It's, that's mm -hmm. changed a lot. In the early days, I'm sure it was all comedy fans when it was just like him and Joey Diaz and Brian Redband. But now, I would say the majority of people who watch Rogan aren't hitting comedy clubs every other weekend and aren't following obscure stand-ups with like 2,000 Twitter followers. Mm. You wonder how much thought Rogan puts into the mix of the balance of political people versus random people versus com comedians versus MMA. like Science, like, academics. Do you think it's all just who he feels like talking to and then they just sort of spread it out? I think he just whatever he wants to do to keep himself interested, he does. Yeah. Does he do stand up anymore? It's his podcast is so deadpan, you forget that he's also a stadium act when it comes to stand up comedy. Right. Like him and Dave Chappelle will fill a hundred thousand seat places. I can and, listen to Rogan all day on the podcast, but I'm not really I, I'm not the biggest stand up fan in the first place, but it's not really like my favorite comedian. I like Joe Rogan a lot. You know what I've been thinking about is to kill in a stand-up club, to murder, everybody's dying laughing, you need to be damn good. Right. But to absolutely murder the people who are in their living room on a Friday night with a glass of wine watching your stand-up special, you need to be an all-timer. Mm. Like, the amount of people who are transcendently funny through a TV screen is a really small number. I, have, I, I went and saw Rogan Live one time. I died when I saw Rogan live. Really? I really enjoyed him. I like him through a screen, too. I'm I have a, a Rogan lot of fan. animosity towards stand-up comedians in general when I watch them live. You're jealous. I just... Is that what the Jason Ellis thing is I feel like it takes a lot more for, to, for me to be impressed than the average person. I By feel like comedy. Yeah, I just... I, and I don't, I'm not proud of that because I would like to be like more open-minded to it, but I feel like there's a lot of stand-up comedy that I watch where I'm just like, that was dreadful. But I can say the same thing about podcasts, too. I listen to podcasts all the time, and I feel like I'm just basically like writing a fucking book report in my head mm -hmm. about why this is not a good podcast. Mm -hmm. When you and I listen to our podcast back, though, I'm sure you're like uh, A+. plus. Well, sometimes I, I'll look at the timestamps. I'll be like, wow, we really didn't talk about much, did we? <laughs> we spent 40 minutes on masturbation here. Yeah. Danny talked about pussy for five minutes there. A little bit yeah. of BMX. That's a wrap. Yeah. That's a wrap. When you go to pick out the TikToks is when you really start to be like, damn. There wasn't a lot going on there, was there? Yeah, dude, I whenever I see those timestamps, I'm just like, oh, there's a cornucopia of comedic excellence here. Mm. Where to begin? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I feel like that. No, all right. Give me like 20 seconds here. I'm going to see how your TikTok's doing. This is big. Stellar. That's the answer. Stellar. Not good. 700 views. Well, it's been like three minutes. It is. When did you been... post that? 19 minutes. I also want to point out uh, how did this become. My TikTok <laughs> was filmed on your phone, uploaded to your account. I didn't yeah. even know you were filming. Let's I just the, walked through the door. Let's give it the play-by-play -play because I'm not sure if people are going to uh, necessarily seek it out. But Danny, I was filming Danny, T-Rell, and Smack, Flacco, just sort of hanging out in the office, communicating. Uh, but before I even ran into those guys, though, there's a new security guard who, this week. who looked at me like I was going to uh, commit an act of domestic terrorism. Right. Well, he doesn't know you. He's 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 new. He's filling in for the week. Well, tell him to respect. Well, I, I mean, I wasn't going to tell him. Like I figured you guys could establish your own respect. 
got to go establish respect with the interim security guard. Well, I mean, what, what was it really that challenging? I, it was I'm pretty challenging. You just saying like, I'm Danny. I do a podcast here. I did. How it, much more of it could there have been? He muttered something racial under his breath. I'm almost positive. Shut the fuck I think up. it was honky or cracker. <laughs> But also, he just wouldn't get out that of the way. That would be sick. <laughs> that would be fucking awesome. No, actually, that would be bad. It was in his eyes. It was in his eyes. I could tell he didn't like me. I could tell he didn't like what I stood for. Maybe he's seen some of your videos. Maybe. <laughs> or just a gangly white guy shows up in a Hawaiian shirt. Hey! So Danny's in here. He's holding a bunch of different things, including this uh, this coffee cup that he has right here because he goes to 7-Eleven to get coffee like a fucking homeless person. And... Uh, <laughs> I bring up I bring up a tender memory from last week in which Danny said, I think, I want to spit on T-Rail's booty hole and jam my finger in it or I something like it. that. I stand by it. And I brought that up, and T-Rail just has to, you know, put it on. Like, oh, what are you talking about? That's just, uh. And then he hit you with a little bit of a judo trip. You know, I could not believe what I had just filmed. I had no idea this was coming. I've never seen T-Rail accost anybody aside from Frank Ocean. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was I was stunned. And I noticed how you were sort of put in this position where you had to try to figure out what tone you wanted to take with it. Mm -hmm. And so you approached him and smacked him across the face. I did. No. But you, you sort of... You know, laughed, rolled with the punches. Well, you know, I, my elbow actually quite hurts from that impact. Really? That's why in the tick, that's why in the TikTok I'm uh, crying almost or or whining a bit when I hit the ground. But you yeah. know, Terrell, hats off to Terrell. He came in quick with a hard Osoto Gari. I think he's been training some judo. You got tripped by a guy with one arm, one operational arm. It's 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 a Trojan horse type thing. Okay, right. I wasn't ready for it, and that's why it was so impressive. It was and impressive. That's why I was so taken aback by what happened. But also, I just want to put it out there right now. If Terrell, T Rel or T Rel? I would say T Rel. Okay, I'm going to go T Rel. Okay. But, you know, T Rel is, um, is a black man with one arm. I mean, how good would it look? Anybody with one arm, skin color aside, how good does it look if you attack them and you win? It, it, it probably wouldn't be a good look for you in general. It yeah. wouldn't be a good look. Yeah. Really, violence in general is very much looked down upon in the workplace, but that was what kind of made that situation interesting, is that... Is violence really looked down upon in this workplace? In this workplace? We try to look down upon it as much as possible, mm -hmm. yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Except and, when rents do on this place, okay. or excuse me, the mortgage. Any violent acts that have occurred on this podcast are entirely incidental uh -huh. and just sort of happen. Uh -huh. the, uh -huh. the heat of the moment just uh -huh. sort of uh -huh. encourages that kind of behavior sometimes, you know? Does the extra... Mm, 25 to 50 G's in AdSense that you pocket when those things pop off? Is that incidental as well? I'm not going to confirm or deny any figures, but mm. you know, sometimes. A million views on a clip? Well, that sounds pretty good on AdSense to there me. There has been a lot of a lot of these sort of incidents yep. in recent memory, you know? And uh, Rising Tide lifts all boats. Poetic all those Flacco other gets his face spit in by 16 shot and visuals. Yeah. Sean Rock gets carried out of the building. Little House Phone throws a drink at Adam-22. Um, Almighty Suspect attacks Lil Kelpie. This this sounds like a comic book right now. I know Just all these like, aliases and all of these acts of fake. violence. People think we're scripting shit. Yeah, Lil Kelpie took on Big Submarine, and and Little Blue Man got into beef with Bandana Face, and uh, I can't. This this sounds like it's something out of a work of fiction, but it's real. And, and it's so here. and so this sort of raises a topic that I I would I'm very much interested to discuss with you because I was watching um your new video. Thank last you. night thank you as everybody should coming in hot at you know 140,000 plus views mm -hmm. in a mere 24 hours you know mm -hmm. Danny Mullen putting numbers on the board oh, yeah. I watched it and it, the the basic gist of the video is that you were with a bunch of you know gangly uh weird looking white people for the most part and you got into a vehicle and you went on a trip of sorts to where was it again Palm Springs Joshua Tree Joshua Tree I watched I think it's 30 minutes in this video. I watched about 20 minutes. So if anything happened towards the end of it, I would probably uh, be not clued in about that. But uh -huh. the title said that there was a brawl. And then when I actually watched it, there was a momentary scuffle captured in the background of one clip before they, you know, patch things up. Okay. And, and, you know, I, I'm not here to complain about clickbait or anything uh -huh. like that, but... Uh -huh. It did occur to me that, like, perhaps maybe you were influenced by the the no jumper 
uh-huh. way of life in which we you know, assault each other okay. for content, which okay. is really becoming a little too common. So it seems like it seems like you're less concerned about my influence, and it seems like you're more concerned about the dictionary definition of the word brawl. Well, and, you know, you know, it seems like basically the clickbait I, I, thing. I was kind of sitting there about halfway and like, wait, so yeah. that was the brawl. Yeah. And I love how you say, and I'm not trying to accuse you of going for clickbait or anything. After you would directly accuse me of well, abusing clickbait. It's it's not so much an accusation as a statement of fact, because it almost certainly was an extreme exaggeration based on. Okay. The title of the video is My Crew is Falling Apart, which you could argue is also an exaggeration. <laughs> yeah, right. Parentheses. Everybody seemed like they were going to on fire. Parentheses, <laughs> brawl. What, Adam, do you suggest I put between those parentheses? One punch and parentheses. Brief scuffle. Brief scuffle. Oh, yeah, that'll look great <laughs> to a scrolling potential YouTube viewer. They love that. Brief scuffle. Right hand. Boom. Pow. I feel like the Danny Mullen fans, though, are the type of people who are so lacking in lived experience or having, you know, been involved in violence that that probably does qualify as a brawl to them. Whereas for me, a brawl is really going to have to involve like a bunch of people hitting each other, a bunch of people with silly nicknames fighting each other near microphones. On no jumper, that would basically be how that would carry out. Yeah, can that be? Can it be no jumper parentheses people with silly nicknames brawling near microphones? How about just no jumper brawl parentheses? That was the title. Yeah, <laughs> goes so, left, dude. If I, I mean, one hundred and forty-seven views in one day. I'm telling you, man, there's a big payoff. Yeah, I was looking. I'm like, ah, oh, seven thousand likes. That's a lot of likes. <sighs> but how does that feel? That to, to sort of be like, damn, like people are more interested in my vlogs than my podcasts, either of your podcasts. Like, does that feel kind of weird? Like there's two versions of you and one is wacky and like harassing woke college students. And then the other one is more sitting and talking and that, that people seem a bit more interested in one than the other. How's that feel? It makes a lot of sense to me, actually, because yeah. the vlogs we do were infiltrating Stanford University. I'm taking... A uh, 400-pound guy with bear mace on his hip mm. and a guy named Rat Dick Ralph who's high on acid to the desert and they're getting naked and punching each other. That is a rarer commodity in the world of entertainment than two guys sitting on a couch talking into microphones. There are a lot of podcasts. Almost everybody has a podcast who's involved in the entertainment industry. But no comedians or people who are comedy-adjacent just like you and I were comedy adjacent. Adjacent. We're also we're all right adjacent too. But you well, know, we, allegedly, you you more than me. <laughs> no, we kid, we kid. Richard Spencer follows me. We, uh, but it makes sense that people are going to tune in to a shorter, more curated, more heavily edited adventure that's out in public, mm. especially if there's a brawl in the title. Right. Interesting how that works, isn't it? Okay, but this is this is the thing that I was thinking about is. I'm sure that you could say that you've developed all these different personalities on your channel. Like, really, you you and I, throwing paper towels, look at that. You and I are in a similar position because we both have, like, a cast of different characters who are essentially, like, helping us make content. Uh-huh. And it puts you in a unique role because I would say in your case, some of these people are more blatantly lol cows than the majority of the people on our channel. It's kind of insulting. Well, but you you know what I mean. Like some of like I've seen uh what's his name? Meat fuck, whatever the fat fuck. He uh his name's Mudflap. Whatever. I'll have you know he's lost ninety pounds in the last couple months too. Oh, that's great. He needs to lose more. But uh I've seen videos of yours where like you guys are out in public and you're like Did you call him meat fuck? Meat meathead, whatever. Meatball. (laughs) One of us this we need to work backward and we need to have a crew member named Meat Fuck. Either me or you, but continue. But like you are you know kind of like sometimes i get hit with the accusation of like oh like look at adam he's just using these people for content he's a sociopath he doesn't really care about any of them and then i look at your stuff and it's kind of like in a way more blatantly that i think like in the sense that you're sort of going out in public with these people and getting them drunk and like they're they're brawling in the street and they're saying offensive things to people and i just wonder like i would like to have a conversation about the responsibility that you have and the optics surrounding mm-hmm. doing the sort of thing that you and I have both sort of found ourselves doing where we really have like a, a cast of characters sort of making content under us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. 
being that many of yours are mentally retarded mm-hmm. in a way that mine mm-hmm. I, I don't think are and they're overweight and they have small dicks and they're drug addicts big dicks is a big part of the no jumper brand yeah, yeah it is privately, it is or alleged big dicks privately i've checked out the wieners of everyone who works here except for flacco he has avoided scrutiny. Yeah, he has. And I'm a little suspicious, to say Since the least. Since the very beginning, he's been saying, I'm 10 inches and in girthy. Mm-hmm. 10 inches and in girthy. Which is normally not something I would expect someone to say if they weren't going to, like, prove it. And he hasn't proved it. At all. I don't think we have anybody who's 10 inches and in girthy in my squad. Yeah, there's a big gulf. In For the record, 10 says. inches is... Massive. I mean, I, I've heard that 11 is the biggest in the world. Yeah. Yeah, we had uh, this is we're getting off topic here. Uh, zookeeping. Zookeeping that's as a profession. Yeah. Oh, zookeeping. Okay, I mean, I like that's I'd be careful if I were you throwing well, that order. Yeah, actually, no, you no. shouldn't. I can you because should, yeah. now that King Croc has disappeared, my crew is entirely white, so I can call them animals and it's not a big deal. This yeah, it's it, the white taking privilege. advantage of things. Sometimes like sometimes it feels that way, but then again, like you look at it and a some of the guys in my squad, they're getting laid off being in videos. Uh, right there, right there, there are a lot of young men out there who would endure almost anything if it was going to get them just one vagina. Mm. And that one vagina has been provided to multiple people in my crew. Number two, this coming on to our shows and our podcasts and our programs, it becomes not as much as it is for you. These people that work for you are actually being paid significantly. They're employed. Now, I have employees that I take care of, and they have a, a really cool job that's not stressful and they enjoy. But even people like King Croc, like King Croc was starting to make money. King Croc, if he would have stayed with, with us. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He was getting paid for the shoots he came on, and then he was getting paid to do the Patreon podcast with Leo. Because you were starting to view him as more valuable to the channel. He was starting to become a draw. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And if I'm flying him to Louisiana for a video, he deserves to not only have his travel compensated, but also to get paid to some on top of that. Mm -hmm. So if people stay with us and they work hard and they make themselves valuable, they're making money too. But um, yeah, I mean, I I feel like any boss is going to be accused of quote-unquote exploiting people. Mm. I mean, when I remember when I used to work as a busboy. Oh, I hate this job. Our boss Mario is a dick. Fuck him. Like, they won't, they won't let me work overtime because they're trying to screw me over. They don't want me to get that extra pay. That's always the attitude people have toward bosses. Would you allow someone to join the Danny Mullen regime who was, like, full-blown retarded or even perhaps, like, somebody who had Down syndrome? Like, no offense. I don't, I don't know if they're considered retarded or not, but... Well, Danny Duncan's already broken the Down syndrome barrier. He did? Yeah, he's, got, he's got a guy in his squad with Down syndrome. Really? Yeah, yeah. I've seen the, it's the funny. short people. He, like, hits golf balls off the guy's head and, like, you know, really? does, like, put, dips his hand in warm water when the guy's sleeping so he pees himself. I feel like I would not be able to get away with that. I just made, he didn't do that. <laughs> he does have a guy with Down syndrome, Danny Duncan, that he brings around occasionally. Okay. But I think the humor when he's around is very respectful. Yeah, I would think that you probably would have to do that. Because I always think about Howard Stern, because all throughout when I was like 12, 13, 14, I would listen to Howard Stern and and watch his show on E! And, you know, a lot of the laughs were really, you know, him bringing in people, some of whom were like, you know, just dumb. Some who clearly were suffering from like serious mental illness. Wendy the retard, Gary the retard. All that stuff. And it was just like, I don't know, when I look back on that, some of it seems like it really hasn't aged well. Uh-huh. And obviously he's kind of switched up his whole character as a result, probably, of yeah. a lot of that. But, you know, they, they, there were some interesting devices that they employed. I was thinking about it. You know, normally one of these guys who was not like a host on the show, but more just like an object of ridicule that they would sort of <laughs> use on the show, they would usually be standing up towards the entrance of the show so that it was easy for them to sort of tell them to get the hell out of yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Standing up in front of a microphone, which is kind of different than if you have them, like, seated, yeah. seated in a chair. Well, you can catch a retard if they're around for too long. Yeah, well, also, like, you know, it's easier to kick them out, and then also they're just sort of... It's more like they're performing for you and your your fellow host real quick. Like, you could imagine that if there was someone just standing there and we were looking at them, yeah. it would be very easy for us to sort of shrug them off, whereas if they're seated with a microphone, it might be I th- different. I think we should do this. I think you and I should be dressed in flowing purple robes and have scepters and crowns and just uh. dance for me. <laughs> a local handicap society makes people... It's awkward for us, too, though, because then they know where the office is. 
Yeah, we don't want people with mental illness knowing. Well, like, how many do you want to know? I, I don't want a bunch of people with Down syndrome bouncing around on the street around here. I don't yeah. want that, dude. I've seen what happens when you like really try to turn truly sick people into content, and it's quite often not great. Uh, does it put you off, Adam? Let but me say this: you end up dealing with weird situations afterwards. First of all, my mother is a retired special ed teacher. Okay, she taught uh, for thirty-two years, so I so I much. have the R word pass. Uh, I can say retard. I basically can do whatever I want with these people. I have decided that I was going to stop growing up in the mid-90s, so I'm pretty much stuck where I was at then, so I still have to say gay and retarded. It's you, just kind of you have blood, to. you know? Yeah, no, I got you. And that's This is a defense. safe space. This is a safe space for I you and I. identify as a man living in 1995. 1993, bro. <laughs> that means I could say F-A-G. You know, I'm, I'm still scared to say that one. <laughs> but no, I, you, you and I, as a couple of straight white men, we should be able to say whatever we want without fear of repercussions. Now, <laughs> now, Gary the retard, Howard Stern. Mm. There was an episode, or there was a, I don't know if you'd call it an episode. There was a week where they flew him out to Vegas, had him perform in various stunts, playing blackjack with money that wasn't actually his. Howard gives him a couple grand, he plays. I remember there was one challenge, it might have been blackjack, where the prize was he got to have sex with an escort. Mm. Gary the retard. The girl was smoking hot, giant triple D fake chest. She makes out with him in front of everybody. And then there are shots of her giving him a lap dance in a limo. And I think they might have even slept together. Mm. If Howard Stern didn't quote unquote exploit Gary the retard that weekend, would he really have had a better time? Would he be happier sitting at home drooling, looking at the wallpaper? No. But the average Danny Mullen piece of content is not like, oh, you get to bang this porn star and have the time of your life. Well, Rattig Ralph got to see porn star titties this weekend. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's more like you might get to look at some boobs. You might have to go jerk off in the bathroom. And then sure. realistically, Danny Mullen is probably going to scream at you and treat you like he's Ellen DeGeneres. Do I do that? Uh, I mean, I don't know. Who did, who did I scream at in this last video? <laughs> I'm treating like Ellen DeGeneres. How did you make Holly join the crew? Holly. Holly from Australia. Holly is a, a big fan of Holly this. Day. Holly Day is a big fan of this podcast and the Danny, the Danny Mullen channel. Mm. After I showed up to the AVN Awards, I don't mean to brag, but a lot of good looking porn star trim started following your boy. Mm. And she wanted to be involved in a shoot. So she was really insistent on coming up out to Joshua Tree because her and I had talked about it. And I kept saying, you sure you want to do this? It's going to be the middle of the night around a campfire and there are going to be 14 men on acid. Mm. Okay. Rape, I don't want to say is imminent, <laughs> but it's certainly possible. Oh my God. It's certainly possible. And see, I don't think that's a safe workplace. I don't think that you could have like somebody join your crew even temporarily and just allow for that. Well, I'm HR. You, uh, whatever you I say, fly. I was going to say you need HR. No, I am HR, dude. Okay. HR. And um, Triple H. HR, in my case, stands for hiring retards. <laughs> that's right. Listen. Holiday came out and she had a great time. She Holiday. rolled the punches. Holiday rolled out. <laughs> she uh, she teased Rat Dick Ralph, who was really high on mushrooms, and she had a great time. Uh -huh. Her she slept next to the fire in the elements with a bunch of other people. She had fun. Everybody was super Did respectful. You think about rolling her into the fire. Why? That's one of light girls on fire. Is that the new thing you're accusing Wait, didn't, me didn't of? You, didn't you slice a woman in half with a katana at one point? <laughs> <laughs> Touche. <laughs> No, I did not push Holly into the fire, okay? She it's had a Australia. great time. Every, a good prank. You could just burn Australian people. I mean, I don't know. Uh, you, ever, you ever rolled a lass into the open fire? Uh -huh. I, I'm open to the possibility that that would be acceptable. No. But it, she came out and she had a great time, dude. And it's that's that's how we roll. You know, it's we are... Um, I make a lot of jokes and a lot of things have been said, but in reality, you come out like the guys who fought Mudflap and Rat Dick Ralph. They made up their friends. Now everybody had a kick-ass time doing psychedelics in the desert. And that's what the Danny Mullen channel is all about. Having a kick-ass time while, um, you know, minorities and people with mental illness work out their shit. We could easily do an episode where we got Kazumi to have sex with a handicapped person. Let's do it. What are we waiting for? She would do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's really just how much we want to debase ourselves. There's no limit on that for me. I mean, we had Crip Mac eating cake. Or was it? No, it was like chicken linguine. It was like pasta and chicken and rice. Or I forget. Probably not both pasta and rice. But yeah. he was eating some sort of like hearty meal out of a, a woman's ass. Was he 
Was he using the ass cheeks like taco shells? He was sort of like dumping it on the top of her ass and just sort of uh, like really getting in there. He was really eating her vagina too, oh. from behind. It was wild. That happened on this couch? No, that was at the last spot. But that was certainly a situation in which, you know, quite a few people thought that maybe I was being exploitative. You know, what do you think? You, we run entertainment brands. Mm. We run entertainment brands, and I'm going to blame YouTube. You know, YouTube, the algorithm doesn't kick <laughs> in unless we do some crazy stuff. And, and the algorithm does not reward uh, anything, really, besides exploiting the handicapped. That's what it likes. <laughs> That's all it, does. it likes that the most, okay? You can't show tits on YouTube, but you can do a video in which you exploit the handicapped. You absolutely The can. algorithm cannot account for it. The algorithm can't tell who's retarded and who isn't. <laughs> and really, who are we to make that decision? I don't know. Am I a doctor? Do I administer IQ tests? I don't. I, I don't think know. we should now loudly proclaim, shout it from the mountaintop, I do not consider myself above using the mentally retarded in my content. As a guy whose mom taught really mentally handicapped high. people <laughs> for 32 years, I'm not above it either. I did community service at her school once. Dude, it's... um. No, mental handicap at all seriousness. Now, mental handicaps are really, really crappy, dude, because they ruin families. Yeah. Dude, they absolutely tear apart families. The divorce rate is so high for any family who has a severely handicapped child. And when really? I, I went, because everybody had a handicapped kid at their school who they would try to integrate into your third grade class or whatever, but then he would take the short bus home. Mm. We all dealt with that. I went to my mom's specialized handicapped student school to do community service, I saw really, really handicapped kids who were just being kept alive basically yeah. because their parents didn't want to deal with the guilt of pulling the plug. Yeah. Like kids being pushed around in wheelchairs with heads the size of a basketball, the yes. size and the shape of a basketball. Bro, that right there, what you're describing, like crazy misshapen head, like fucking in a wheelchair, can't move a muscle. When I first moved to Long Beach, the dude, like the family downstairs, they had a kid who was like that. And you know, it was super sad. Obviously we're just seeing it and we all try to be respectful or whatever, as respectful as you can be when you're fucking having crazy parties or raging out until four in the fucking morning. Who knows? <laughs> Loud upstairs! Loud! Oh. Sorry. Was that, was that disrespectful? <laughs> My mom is a special ed teacher. Okay. <laughs> but that was the part of the problem, though, was that one one of our roommates, Catfish, who I just sent you the debate between Bizzle and Catfish. Catfish, his room was right above this fucking poor kid's room. And he would hear him howling, oftentimes like all night, just making these crazy fucking noises. Did Catfish ever drill a hole in the floor and pop his wiener through? No, not that I know. No, he was below him. Oh. And you know sound travels up. Yeah, but so. like Catfish should have dropped his cock down. You know? That would have been cool. Yeah, that would be great if he was sexually <laughs> harassing this kid. But uh, no, he uh, <laughs> would have been great. Bro, like, <laughs> knowing productive. what I know now, having a kid, though, he should have got a white noise machine. The the handicapped kid. Or Catfish. Or Catfish. But then, like, my friend, like, like after Catfish moved out, one of our other friends moved in with his girlfriend, and they'd be trying to, like, get freaky and shit, and they'd be hearing this shit all day and night. Mm -hmm. And that sort of made me realize why we got such a good deal on this apartment mm -hmm. at that time. Mm -hmm. But also, I would like to elaborate, or elaborate on that a little bit more. I feel like when I was a young person in particular, that I developed an irrational fear of the handicapped as a result of the fact that I was basically accosted by two different handicapped people when I was young. And allow me to tell you the tales. And really, this might end up being uh, the clickbait for this episode because I don't know what the fuck else we're going to call it. Accosted by the handicaps? Adam's irrational fear of the handicaps. <laughs> Adam, Adam's irrational fear. There's just a guy with a wheelchair chasing you in the thumbnail. I'll give you my two incidents, and you tell me if this is enough to justify me having sure. what I feel like is kind of an irrational uh, Sure. And I am the arbiter of judgment of the handicap. You can judge if my psychological condition that I inherited from these incidents is appropriate or not. Should we call my mom? She can totally confirm, but continue. I would like you to send her the clip for sure. Mm -hmm. um, so the first one, I was seated on a blanket with my parents. And I, I apologize to anyone who's heard this before. I don't know if I've ever said this before, but I'm sitting on a blanket with my parents at a at a lake as you do in New Hampshire, a little lake, me and my, my sister. I'm guessing that I was maybe like eight or nine years old. 
and um, I see a van pull up, and the handlers who are sort of piloting this van, they get out, and they <laughs> go to open the door, and a couple of different mentally retarded people escape from the van and go sprinting onto the beach. They escape? Yes. Well, I mean, it's, it's they really just ran to the lake, which is like, whatever. It's like, it's not that far. But it was clear that these people who were there supposed to be taking care of them, that they were not in control. And so one of the handicapped people runs and, and really like beelines it straight towards me. Like, <laughs> he's making noises. He's grunting. It's, it's terrifying. And he fucking runs right towards my little eight-year-old butt and sits himself down right next to me and sort of just makes eye contact with me. I, I, and somehow in my head, he looks like Mr. Bean. So just use that if you're trying to like, you know, paint a picture in your head and sort of hits me with the. And I think like my parents are like 10 feet away in the water and they're not seeing that this is happening. Mm. So I'm just on my own. Like, I don't know if I cried or not. I certainly might have cried or I might have just been like speechless. Yeah. But yeah, that definitely happened. That so I was about eight then, and then now we fast forward to seventh grade when I was about twelve, and I'm walking down the hallway in school, going to I believe home ec, and very important class. A uh, a a man with Down syndrome who I would say that his body really kind of resembled that of an ape, like he just sort of like hunched over and yeah. his, he had big arms yeah. and he was sort of like retard know. strength is a thing. This dude had it in spades. Let yeah. me just tell you. I don't know how old he was. I don't know if they like let these dudes just like stay in school longer than they're traditionally supposed to. He was to. 38. He was still trying to master his time <laughs> would tables. Would not surprise me. <laughs> so I'm walking along, and as soon as he passes me by, he turns and he jumps on my back, and he begins to beat on my back and my head and my shoulder. He's pounding on me with this fabled retard strength. He's really just doing a number on me. Oh, the retard strength. And at this point, his aide rushes forward and 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 pries him off of me. His handler. His handler, whatever you might want to call it. <laughs> and she apologizes to me and she says, are you okay? Do you want me to bring this to the office to, to report this? And I'm completely speechless at what just happened and you know i don't really even at the age of 12 i don't really see myself as somebody who's deeply invested in you know snitching on the handicap so i'm saying no it's okay it's fine like whatever like i just whatever i feel like in this day and age that would be like a way bigger deal yeah but yeah i just sort of went on my way went to home at class and was just forced to sit there and just think about how i was accosted by the handicapped it's an interesting question like how many unprovoked physical attacks can one sustain from a certain group before you start to be like, all right, they can be prejudiced against that group. Yeah. I mean, that is fair because for years after that, I mean, I'm not going to say that I like, you know, I've, I've always known it was irrational, but there was something about being seated near one while we we're eating mm -hmm. and stuff like that. That just really kind of started. I just, I, I was, I felt the prejudice building in my brain and I knew I had to fight it off. I watched American history X. I'm like, okay, we don't want to go that far. We don't want to form like a, <laughs> A militarized anti-handicap group or anything. Uh -huh. You wouldn't drag a handicapped man off his wheelchair and position his teeth no. on a nearby curb. And I'm proud to say that I have gone my entire life without curb stomping anyone, including the handicapped. Uh, no California smileys? That's what they call that? I think I've heard it called like, that before. It, like, rips your lip? Oh, well, I've heard it just kills you instantly. I'm not sure if it would kill you, but it would certainly be messed up. Should we debunk curb stomping? Maybe. Yeah, I, mean, I wonder how many occur per year. Curb stompings? Yeah. You got to be, I mean, if you let yourself be drug all the way to the curb and you willingly go, <laughs> this should be all right. like this, you sort of deserve it, right? <laughs> well, that's why I feel like it's like probably extremely uncommon because unless the person was completely incapacitated, knocked out, I don't think it's happening. Yeah. It's pretty messed up, dude. Oh, yeah. It's pretty, I, I, I no even argument the here. most hardened gangster after he pulls a California smiley has got to be like, man, that was fucked up. I don't think I'd sleep well after that. I don't think so. I either. feel like I could kill someone in self-defense much more easily than I could give them a fucking curb stomp and just go to sleep at night. What if you curb stomp somebody in self-defense? <laughs> I don't think that's how it works. I think it is how it works. <laughs> it, would, it would be such a specific scenario in which I had to use that as my method of taking them out. Have you ever fantasized? I don't know why I've had this fantasy. That somebody breaks into your house in the middle of the night 
and they hold you and your family up. You deftly, like an Israeli, disarm them and turn the weapon around on them. You reach for your cell phone, you, Adam22. You reach for it, but you say, you know what? It's not time to call 911 yet. Time to have a little fun. And then you unzip your fly. What the fuck? And you make the guy get down on his knees. And then after he blows you, you go out to the tool shed and you go, you fire up the chainsaw. You come inside, you go right at the femur. That would be the most buck shit is to have a home invader come into your home and then you kill him knowing you could probably beat the charge on self-defense. Instead, you dispose of the body. Ooh. And you torture him before you dispose of it. Sure. Or unzip your pants like you said. No, that's, you did that. But In the fantasy, you did. why are you putting this on me? I mean, it would just be like... He sucked your dick. Extra badass to just sort of like be able to even evade the police as well. Have you ever done any Googling about how you might dispose of a body? That's usually a, that's a, a bad to thing it. to punch in the search engine. There's really bad thing to punch in the search engine. I'm glad that the last time I Googled it was probably 10 plus years ago. I don't think they were like looking for that kind of stuff. But I remember one of the main ways that it said that you could get rid of a body. And also, I wonder if anyone's on a YouTube video about this. Because that's, that's, that's some good clip. I think that will get taken down. I'm pretty sure that'll get taken Would down. Would it, though? What if also, it was, like, clearly hypothetical? I, I love the 10-year barricade, though, just to back up real quick. Because, <laughs> like, if you sent shady dick pictures at any point before 2011, you're in the clear. Oh, yeah, You're in the sure. clear because there was yeah. no cloud. Oh, there's no way. Which is the best. But one of the main methods that I saw that you should use to get rid of a body is to feed it to a bunch of, like, wild boars. You need to get some wild boars on your property. Right, it seems, like, unbelievably unlikely that i would be able to do such a thing so you're gonna have to like load up the body and cross three state lines until you get to texas like, I mean, where do you find a wild boar this is the thing they have to be wild where i grew up it would be extremely easy for me to think of a place where i could hide a body because uh-huh. there's just tons of like outdoor areas and dirt and grass and like scraggly woods but in la like i would find i would i think i would really struggle and any place that you would find that would kind of make sense where you could dig for a couple hours i feel like there's going to be homeless encampments there and there's no fucking way that you're going to be able to actually mm. do it mm. yeah the the move might be to dress the person up as a homeless man and then the police <laughs> will be like ah oh, it's another one just throw him in the incinerator i leo my buddy leo we've talked about he maintains that he had a buddy. I'm not going to specify this buddy's race, but I will say he talked like this. And this is what the guy said. Bro, if you ever kill somebody, bro, I know a guy, $100, he take it, the body, he put it in the furnace, no questions asked, bro. A hundred. It might have been a couple thousand. Okay. <laughs> it might have been a couple. Bro, you pay for this guy's internet bill for one month, bro, he disposes the body, bro. No problem. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It, but, it's... I have, I have an additional thing I want to add to that as well. Is that one time I had a bad breakup with a girl, and I was uh oh, was venting about it to one of my friends. Uh oh, and this friend of mine I didn't realize was like a sick fuck, and he started suggesting like ways that I could get revenge on her. Oh no! His primary suggestion. This was his first piece of advice as I was telling him about how I was heartbroken. Is he said. He sent me a link to a website where they sell boar urine. And he said, what you do is you get a syringe, you fill it up with boar urine, and then you go and you find her car and you squirt the boar urine into like in between the the windows and the the car so it gets onto her uh you know car seats and everything you you squirt it into the AC vent or whatever. He's like telling me all these different parts of the car that you could theoretically put the boar urine and I was like, well, a lot of places. And I'm like, but isn't she just going to get it fucking cleaned? And he's like, well, no, boring urine. It's like extremely, it's so smelly that it would be like extremely hard to even clean out of someone's cars. You might ruin the entire car with this boring urine thing. And as he said all this, I realized like, well, maybe I'm not really so mad at her after all, because this is just not even something I was even considering. Okay. I'm relieved that he was just trying to pull a prank. Right, because I thought like the angle Throwing was like, killer. bro, you put you you put in the boar urine, and then pretty soon over the horizon, <laughs> the boars will come running, bro, and they'll eat her alive if she even smells like their piss. <laughs> I thought that's where you were going with that, and it, it was, instead it was just like, you know what'll really her tick her off? Bad. You know what'll really piss her off, bro? If it smells like pee pee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and this this dude was like a former like pro BMX rider. 
Oh, I like looked. I was looking up to this dude when I was thirteen. I hope you've cut ties with everybody in the BMX world. <laughs> no, I don't want to. If you ever suggest, like, usually I'm pretty cool. You about said Bow. I tried one this weekend when I was in Portland. I couldn't get all the way around. I got a half bar spin. Were you in the air when you did it? I yeah. feel like you were like no. pulling up on the back wheel. Right? I just just the front wheel came up. Okay. We have discussed doing a Sledge Lords uh, vlog at the skate park. Dude, I will learn how to bar spin in one hour. In moments. In will, one hour. I will do an ollie. I will bust an ollie. Where's your kickflip, dog? I feel like I should probably focus on the ollie. You can't ollie? I've never done it. You've never ollied? No. That's weird. I feel like people who ride BMX have dabbled in no. a little bit of skateboarding. I, uh, honestly, I have felt accomplished many times in my life by just being able to sort of roll down the street on a skateboard because I find that so challenging. I don't get it. I mean, basically, it's the same skill set. You got to stay balanced. You got to roll forward. You got to get a little bit of air. No, a bike really has like its own momentum. A skateboard is kind of like, I mean, it's it's its propulsion can be halted at any given moment mm. by a fucking tiny little rock. Okay, all right, Albert Einstein. I'm, I'm just really, saying. I'm talking about like physics here. A bike is like a thing that's riding, and you just sit on it or or stand on it, and it and that's that's just it's just fundamentally different. Hey, one second, Adam. Hey, Bossa Nova. Get out of here, dude. <laughs> Get out of here. Take these photos. Get, Get out of here. Get here. Bossa Nova, I was, I was talking about this before the show started. He, he's really just dressing to piss me off at this point. The Jinkos make you mad? Yeah, he's got the Jinkos. He's got the sparkly hat. He's wearing his $700 headphones. He's got DCs that he got off eBay from the year 1998. Pre-skated in? Yeah, pre-skated in. The Rob Deerdick Pro model. Mm. All right, we get it. You're cool, Basta. You're cool. He's got got fake paint all over his sweatshirt. And I know you're mocking me here, Adam, at this point, but I'm going to keep... I'm going to be the bigger man. He he vomited on himself earlier. I hope so. Okay. He's bulimic, too. Just another habit of a 16-year-old girl he's appropriated. So should, should we throw out our idea that we have about potentially adding some some hosts to Sledge Lords? We need a transgender. Or should we? Okay. <laughs> Anybody experiencing gender dysphoria, <laughs> just come on here. Yeah, Gracie Jane, come on. Jason, Gracie Jane, please have sex with many more men in the No Jumper office and then just be our co-host. Well, then she can't expose anyone if everyone's done it. Well, like one new accusation will come out every month. It'll be fun. I thought about doing it just for content, and then I was like, no. Having sex with a transgender person? Her, specifically. Uh, you would actually consider that? It was a brief consideration. Really? I mean, it would be pretty fucking funny, right? You would do that? You would fucking you would cross? I just said that I wouldn't do it, but, but you, I, I briefly thought about it. You thought about putting your cock in Gracie Jane's asshole? I didn't think about it that deeply. You're, you're getting a few steps further than I got. Well, that's you've done that several times to me, this podcast. Have I? I think so, yeah. Who could you potentially see us adding to this podcast? And it's it's an interesting idea because it's like, I mean, you could get a fan, just somebody funny who's like down to do it just because they're excited about it. Or, I mean, you could go, it's always sunny on him, and we could get like Danny DeVito. Mm. I mean, is he, he available? He's probably not available. Mike you know, said you, you could get somebody with like an existing fan base mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. theory. Mm-hmm. Okay, an existing fan base. We reach out to somebody. We bring him in here. We beat the shit out of them. We we give them a curb stomping. We show California them all smoke. of our jujitsu moves. We lock them in a room with a retarded person for twenty four <laughs> hours. We got to test their phobias. They got to be able to kick flip too. They have to be able to escape a heel hook. They have to be able to my heel hook. Adam twenty two is heel hook, and they have to be able to cure for a staph infection. They, they have to be able to go. They got to be able to modulate the voice. The that Halloween one's not easy. Decorations. It's going to be real tough to find somebody who can do that. Wow. Okay, I think, obviously, looking at the show right now, the third ingredient needs to be a straight white man. We need that. <laughs> I totally agree. He's got to have tattoos. Uniformity. Need it. Okay. Somebody more racist. Somebody more. We need to look good. We need to look woke and conspiracy. Instead of getting a black person or a trans girl to make us look woke, we just get somebody like Gavin McGinnis, who's going to make us look like lefties. <laughs> like a skinhead. Yeah, yeah, somebody way more extreme than Gavin McGinnis. Somebody was like walking on the street wearing suspenders. Yeah. God, I saw someone walking on the street wearing suspenders the other day and it pissed me off so bad. Just like that. You think that's better than a belt? Like, think about how easy putting a belt is. Suspenders. Belt on is it? You barely even notice it. If your shirt hangs down a little bit, you don't even notice it. You put suspenders on, bro. It's like this is the whole story of your upper torso. Yeah. You need help to put suspenders on, I'm pretty sure. Like, you need somebody behind you to clip the thing in. 
I could imagine doing it myself, but that would be helpful. Yeah, it's just like a guaranteed wedgie as yeah. well, right? Uh, Mike is looking through my... Co- I am going to wear next episode a pair of suspenders, so right. I'll keep that in mind, all the things you said. I agree, though. When I think suspenders, I think about a guy with a big mustache who works in a barbershop. Mm. That's who wears suspenders, okay? Right. He's doing it to declare, like, oh, I, for some reason, I feel like he's got an accent, yeah. maybe. Like, so, oh, I could have wore a belt. Yeah. I It'd mean, be, too indie rock for that, though. It would be like if you walked into a subway and you saw somebody eating their sub with chopsticks. I don't think it's that weird. It'd be like, okay, I don't think it's that weird. Like, you're just showing off. Like, this is not an efficient tool for this job. No, no. It's, um, yeah. No, I, I, I completely agree. So, we're looking for someone who's wearing suspenders, either right now or in the near future. And the chances of somebody wearing suspenders being a white supremacist is high. Which is helpful. But I've, I, even beyond that, I would say that we should still say stay open-minded to people of other races. I don't think they have to be a white supremacist. Maybe they could be like Flacco, who's kind of a black white supremacist. Yeah, he is. Uh, I would like to stay open to the idea of women. I don't like that one. No. No, I'm joking. It could be awkward. No, I'm joking. Um, yeah, I like it. I like the idea. I mean, we're talking about Howard Stern here. I like having a couple extra open mics. Mm. And, I mean, let's face it. If there are a few extra open mics and a few people who are subordinate to us on the podcast, it's more bullying jokes. Mm. More moments of comedy created by you and I, um, I don't know, flexing our that, societal power. I feel like, I wonder if that would make it worse because I feel like if bullying them, the shelf life of that is only going to be so long. Before they leave the show. Or because it, before it just gets kind of old. But I do agree that if we could have some, you know, funky energy in here, that that might be interesting. You know, there's people to laugh at our jokes, even. Mm. We've got to really instruct them, though. Don't don't disagree with us. Hey, Sydney, I haven't heard a peep out of you this episode. Not even a chuckle. I can't see your face, so I don't know if you're smiling. Because she's logged into my Instagram. She's reading my DMs. (laughs) Is that why? Is that why she's not smiling or laughing? Yeah. She's horrified? it's, It's depraved, yeah. I think I don't know. I mean, I mean, even if we just had a button we could press, like, um, like, and that's why the chicken crossed the road. Beep. Ah! Oh, a laugh track. If we had a laugh Nobody's track, tried that on a podcast, have they? I mean, Seinfeld did it. I mean, you could have any kind of like soundboard. That could just be one of them, dude. Why can't we bring back laugh tracks for podcasts? It's a staple of the '90s sitcom, and some of those shows are dearly, dearly loved. Maybe that could be Sledge Lord's gimmick podcast with a laugh track. I love it. All kinds of old-timey gimmicks. Like you and I start wearing top hats, doing tap dancing. Suspenders. <laughs> Suspenders. Mustache. Yeah, dude, I'm... Adding somebody could be cool. It's kind of like you're de- describing Gavin McGinnis here. I remember That's when really you... your ideal third, huh? Gavin was, McGinnis? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I listen to his and He's Anthony Cumia's podcast sometimes. They, oh, really? They do a good show together. Uh, they do a pretty damn good show together. I watched him and Kanye. That was my first time seeing him in a, in a bit. He's good. Yeah. That's Those right. guys are they're hardened veterans of the radio world. You consider Gavin McGinnis to be a abhorrent racist or is that just I it's so hard to know. I think we talked about this phenomenon where you go on Wikipedia of somebody, you go on Gavin McGinnis's Wikipedia right. and the entire top paragraph is about how he's Far right, alt right, even, and associated with the Proud Boys, and he started it. He said this, this, and this, and it's it's it seems awful. But then you start looking into things, and you're like, okay, that accusation is cleared up. Yeah. Okay, and this thing is is disproved here by this source. So what is there to hate the guy for? But your mind still tells you that he's a white supremacist because humans are all just like group thinky sheep. And if Wikipedia is telling you something bad about the guy, part of you believes it. Yeah. No, that was, but I've seen no evidence that he's actually a racist at all. I've heard him. Like, I remember listening to him on Joe Rogan back in the day and hearing him say a bunch of stuff that I took as like blatantly racist and, and you know, misogynistic. But in retrospect, it was probably funny. And I was probably just being kind of sensitive about it. So yeah. I don't know. I can't really remember. Like, I would have to see like a greatest hits of all his worst things he's ever said. Mm hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm starting to be pretty skeptical. I mean, the word racist and and alt right white supremacist they get thrown around a little bit too liberally these days. Yeah, so it's the boys cried racist. You got to do your own research, just like vaccines. What are you uh, looking to get from the conversation that we're about to do with T. Rel? T. Rel, I want him to apologize for throwing me first of all. Oh my god! And then I'd like to um, on this TikTok. Let's see. Where were we at? Seven hundred views last time. Thirteen hundred. Going places. Is that sarcastic? Is that not very good? No, it's not very good. 
I mean, what can you do? I'm not a TikTok star, dude. I'm 13 years too old, and I don't have a cute enough haircut. You got to make one and just stop talking about white power and your penis. I'm not going to give those two things up. That's fair. Um, okay. We're going to get into it, T-Rail, next. Are we going to just put out two this week? Whatever you want to do, like boss, man. Episode? Whatever you want to do. It makes sense to me rather than like wait, save it up for a week. Huh? Okay. And if anybody wants to uh, inquire about becoming a third or fourth mic here, we are at least somewhat open to the idea. I would say this is my preferred method of like getting submissions is upload a video of yourself talking for not an extended period of time, less than five minutes. Explaining who you are, what you do, give us a glimpse of your personality, and put in the description or title or both hashtag Sludge Lords. This is that would make it easy for us to review. I am going to tell you right now, this is going to be a complete shitstorm. <laughs> this is going to be like when Limp Biscuit was auditioning guitarists. Who even watches this? I have no fucking clue. And and we're not exactly saying this at the beginning of the episode. What do we do? Who are we looking for? I should probably put it on my story. I want a giant Samoan man. Ooh. If we you, got a you, big fat Samoan. You're looking to replace King Croc. You want like a, an intimidating physical presence in the building. I like Samoans. What about King Croc? Originally, the idea for Sledge Lords is that you were was. thinking about having King Croc as a third I know, mic. and that's why a lot of people are going to take us even considering adding an additional host as like some sort of admission of failure, which it is. But it's also, uh, you know, this is something we were talking about doing from the beginning. And then we figured mm-hmm. like, let's just get the ball rolling with just mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there was going to be King Croc. King Croc would still be a great third host. Maybe. We could do an episode with him. But I with feel King like, Croc? I don't know. Like I feel like we do have like pretty fluid conversations on here, and I just wonder if we were to bring this sort of brutish King Croc guy on. I just wonder how much that might change the flow. That That is the one thing I would be concerned with. And also, I th- no matter who we bring on, there's going to have to be some kind of conversation about like, this is the main thing going here, yeah. and you guys got to gotta like play a role that is not like, I don't want to fucking hear your voice every five seconds, basically. I don't want to hear him much at all, really. I just want to be able to look at him. I just want to occasionally be able to look over and be like, you're a piece of shit. Whoever it is, I hope they have thighs like Flacco. Big, thick thighs. Yeah. That's one of the requirements. That's a big draw for me, yeah. Thighs? Yeah. Are you going to be married to still having your whole couch here? Or are you gonna I need a- the whole couch. <laughs> Nobody gets the next one. We should put the couch over here and and let the two people like sit sort of like on top of each other, make it real uncomfortable for him. How about this? I want a better plusher couch brought in uh. that's maybe twice as long as this, and then I want the two third and fourth mic people to be sitting on cushions on the floor. Or, that, I like that. Or what about uh, like a stool? They get stools? Like a spiked stool. Ooh, <laughs> like a medieval torture device. Yeah. I like it. Until they work their way up. I'm telling you right now, the open audition system is going to be a fucking disaster. Yeah. I think if we want to bring somebody else on, it should be somebody with a proven track record. And certainly your social media following slash like whatever else you can point us towards if you wanted to say, hey, I also do skits. I also do this on YouTube, this on TikTok, whatever. If you want to link to that, talk uh-huh. about that, that would be preferred. But If you do skits, I, I can tell you right now it's a no, buddy. I, I'm not going to have a skit doer on well, you here. You won't be doing skits on here, but having done skits or, you know, any type of, type of content doesn't have to be scripted, that would be of note ah, for us. You're a big TikToker, so you're into skits. I can Those see are the acceptable value in it. In skits? In, it's short form shit. You do shorts, right? Have you, you haven't really gone short on them yet? No, but that's just because I'm a terrible businessman. I don't feel like making shorts is necessarily like a great business plan at this point in time. Although, I mean, you could just have some fucking do it from your videos for you. So it, it yeah. would be pretty easy. But. Uh, yeah. No, I I don't know how, pe- how interested people will be in us talking about shorts strategy, but that's something I definitely want to expand into more because I, I, the, I slack on it. The other day we, we got like 4 million views on a short, and I think it made like 60 bucks. Sledge Lords? No. Uh, no jumper thing. Was it somebody brawling? I can't remember what it was. Was it somebody with a silly nickname fighting another guy with a silly nickname? No, but I'm sure that kind of content would do great for you. Parentheses, brawl. Okay, I'm going to go eat a meal before we do this T-Rail thing. Let's do it, dude. Dang.